The Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 15th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. An uneven pandemic recovery along with inflation is fueling concern about foreclosure activity. In Minnesota, there's a push to ensure that households of color don't suffer the same fate as they did after the 2008 housing crisis. Nonprofits that provide housing assistance say that crisis had a devastating effect on black neighborhoods. Catrice Williams of the Urban League Twin Cities says it was felt in places such as North Minneapolis and East St. Paul. She says it widened home ownership disparities in this region. Even though the home ownership gap was quite large then, it was not as large as it is today. The home ownership rate for black Minnesotans is now about 50 percentage points lower than it is for whites. To help at-risk neighborhoods, the Urban League, along with groups like the Minnesota Home Ownership Center, provide free financial counseling along with wealth-building tools. I'm Mike Moen. The organizations say their programs can help navigate qualification barriers such as low credit scores. Planned Parenthood of Illinois and Wisconsin are partnering to improve abortion access for people in Wisconsin. Abortion in Wisconsin was functionally banned after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 case guaranteeing access to abortions. Jennifer Welch with Planned Parenthood of Illinois says the new partnership will increase services at the state's Waukegan Clinic, just across the Wisconsin-Illinois border south of Kenosha. Abortion providers from Wisconsin now travel to Illinois several days a week to expand access to care at our Waukegan Health Center. We opened the Waukegan Health Center in 2020 in anticipation of this moment. The legality of Wisconsin's 1849 abortion ban is currently a matter of dispute, and the state's Democratic Attorney General has filed a lawsuit to strike down the pre-Civil War measure. Even if its enforceability is questionable, the threat of legal action pushed Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin to discontinue providing abortion care at its clinics. For the Wisconsin News Connection, I'm Jonah Chester. In 1995, the state performed about 3,600 abortions for out-of-state patients. That's roughly 63% less than the number provided in the year 2020. And The Guardian reports a story likely to get a lot bigger. Texts between U.S. Secret Service agents on the 5th and 6th of January were erased after the agency's oversight body sought the communications and a review into the Capitol attack. That is according to a letter from the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Inspector General. They report the disclosure in a letter that was sent on Thursday marked the latest failure for the Secret Service amid increasing scrutiny for their actions over the attack. This is PNS. The midterm election on November the 8th will be a referendum on President Biden and the Democrats, but also a preview of what could happen at polling places two years from now. In 2020, election officials didn't worry about violent incursions into voting tabulation centers or mass protests that turned deadly. But that was before the big lie took hold, the debunked theory that election fraud caused Donald Trump's loss to Biden. David Becker with the Center for Election Innovation and Research says it isn't a good sign that the Texas GOP's new platform claims Biden didn't win legally. Certainly Texas is one of those states where lies about the election have taken hold. A state which had record turnout and saw record victories for Republicans and still lies about the election have taken hold. Becker argues that by insisting Biden didn't win, 
Republicans are prolonging baseless claims and creating the possibility of unexpected and perhaps dangerous repercussions in this year's midterms and the 2024 elections. I'm Roz Brown. And in the next five years, roughly 8,000 affordable housing units in Missouri may no longer be what you could call affordable. The state's low-income housing tax credit program gives incentives to developers to build new housing for low-income families, seniors, veterans, and people with disabilities. Units are required to remain affordable for 30 years, but after that, developers have options. They can keep the rent low, raise it to market value, or sell the property. But Wayne Crawford, with the Missouri Inclusive Housing Development Corporation, known as Mo Housing, says that can mean renters who rely on those units will have to pick up and find somewhere else to live. If nothing changes in the next 10 years, you're going to have a projected loss of 19,260 properties that are going to go out of the affordable housing market. That's 19,260 people and or families that are going to lose their homes. I'm Lee Bolke reporting. Finally, Mary Sherman tells us some farmers in the region are taking time, even during this busy growing season, to give folks a first-hand look at what sustainable agriculture is all about. The Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association's Farm Tour and Workshop Series showcases regenerative grazing, organic grain transitioning, winter high tunnel produce growing, and many other techniques. The group's spokesperson, August Taylor, says they're also highlighting the work of farmers of color. I hear a lot from people that they want to connect more with farmers of color. This allows people of various backgrounds to see firsthand Farms stewarded by farmers of color, it's really powerful to be able to actually go meet the person on their farm. Today, they're featuring a tour of a rural elementary school garden in Amesville. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.